Please Expand podcast, where we expand on topics pertaining to mental health, lifestyle, and friendships. I'm your host, Genesis, and there is nothing I love more than gathering around and having healing conversations that come from the soul. Hi, friends. On today's episode, a very special friend is joining me. This friend is near and dear to my heart. We have been friends for like 15 years now and pretty much grew up together. Like we went through all of our big life stuff together. Now she is a business owner. She's a mom of two beautiful children and just an all around amazing friend. Welcome, Yerixa Mesa. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to do this episode with you. How are you feeling? I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, I don't think we've ever had like a sit down conversation to we just like get, I mean, we have as friends, but it's different, obviously not interviewing, but kind of a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but I'm excited. Overall, I'm very, very excited. Yeah. I'm very proud of you for doing this, you know? I'm proud of you. <laughs> I feel like when I have my friends on this, I'm like, this is also like new for them. Mm-hmm. And this is new for us. Like how you said, like, we haven't had a conversation like this. Yeah. Um, Because we've been longtime friends and we're kind of like those friends that like we always know, like, okay, Yadi will always be in my life. Jen will always be. So we, so I'm excited to like pick your brain and like know more about like your business mentality while being a mom. Because it's hard being a mom, just a one child. I can't imagine two children. It it can be tough, but it can be done, you know, Mm -hmm. it's prioritizing. Yeah, it's, it's for me. I think I feel like it's all about scheduling and making a priority, like what comes first, what comes second. And I feel like that's what works for me, you know. And I mean, for different business owners, it's something to, it's totally different. But like as a new mom and everything, it's like uh, okay, I had to kind of step up back from work too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So how do you like you said like? Um, it's like scheduling and making it a priority. Like how do you keep everything organized? I feel like, well, because of my work job, I feel like because I'm strictly like an, an appointment only um, studio. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm already super on top of like my schedule. I already know what my week is going to look like. My month is going to look like. Um, so I feel like when I became a mom, it just kind of, it was like, my brain was like, all right, got to do the same thing, you know? doctor's appointments therapies like everything was just always like schedule 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 I'm such a nerd I feel when it comes to like um writing schedules down and stuff like that like I will go to the target section of the supplies and be like all right get me a notebook and a pen and I have to write down everything I know we have technology where we can do it on our phone but I don't like to do it it's so satisfying yes yes 100% (laughs) like I feel like it's it's not real if I haven't written it down so now I write it down I look at it I look at my week or my month every week so mm-hmm. I know what's coming up I I try to be very organized when it comes mm-hmm. to anything with the kids you know or business like I try to be as organized as I can yeah yeah and you're doing it like you're your mom but not just that so I kind of like I got carried away um so for those who don't know your business like what your business is oh yeah 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 um do you want to like share a little bit about what you do oh yes um, so I'm a hairstylist slash salon owner, studio owner. Um, you know, I've been doing hair for about, I want to say like eight to nine years now. Um, I opened up my studio about three years ago. I have feel like I haven't been able to enjoy the the whole, like I've been a studio owner for, for three years because we hit pandemic. 
you know, with COVID, I didn't even get to celebrate my one year anniversary here. And then by the time my two year anniversary got here, like I was giving birth to Ava. So then now hitting my third year, I was like, all right, like, can we make this happen? You know, I just feel like a celebration makes it feel like it, it was done. It's, it's, you're doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been doing hair for nine, eight, nine years, been here for three years and I love it. I honestly, like, I love what I do. I love, um, I never thought that I'd be passionate about anything mm-hmm. because I remember when I went to beauty school, I was like, ah, eh, like, I don't want to go to college. So let's go to beauty school. Um, so I went to beauty school. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen after that. I was like, okay, what, what happens next? You know, because I was, I can't say that I was somebody that grew up and loves hair from when I was like 10, mm-hmm. 12, whatever. I was one that I just didn't want to go to college. So I was like, let's go to beauty school. I was very passionate about makeup. So I was like, oh, maybe like I'll learn something new. We do 1,600 hours. We did eight hours of makeup. So I just learned how to do a lot of hair. Um, but I remember like in church though, when yeah. I, you had like the craziest yeah. like eyeshadow, like you always expressed yourself through makeup yeah. and through your hair. Yeah. And when I think of the like definition of someone who has made a successful business, uh, doing something that doesn't require like college. I think of you, like so many people think like we need to go to college to, to be successful. And because of that, a lot of people don't follow their passions. Yeah. You followed a passion that like maybe wasn't there, there, but once you found it, like, and now you're doing really good. Like people fly out to see you. Yeah. And, and you know, now, you know, I feel like when I don't really feel like I reflect a lot, but when I do reflect, it's like, dude, like, I'll never forget, you know, because I feel like beauty in the beauty industry in general, I feel like it's a very belittled industry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's one of those industries where you're just kind of like, ah, like nobody takes it serious or nobody really like, um, at least not like a parent, you know, like a parent's not going to be like, yeah, you go for it. Like go, go to beauty school. Yeah. You know, it's everything I've ever wanted for you. Um, So thankfully for my, for me, my mom was just like, do something like, just don't stay home and do nothing, you know? So I remember like when I, it was when I was becoming like, kind of like, um, I guess like successful. Um, I always had a friend that would like always, Oh, but you just play hair. You just play hair and makeup. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like it's still tiring. You know, like you're standing hours, you don't eat for like hours. Like you don't, you don't get to do a lot of things. Like it's a business where you have to work sometimes on the, like on the weekend, if you want to make more money, you know, like you get tired by the end of the day. And I remember this friend would always be like, nah, but like, really, like how, like you, you, like, why would you do that? Like, come on. And I'm like, whatever, dude, like I make good money with what I do. Like, trust me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one day, not like out of arrogance or like being, you know, um, showy or anything like that. But I had to like sit there and show him like, this is how much I make a year. And I'm pretty sure that it's more than you. So please stop belittling my job. Like I work very hard. It might not be a desk job and not might be like a nine to five job, but I'm, I'm paying, like I'm doing what I'm, what I love. Number one, number two, it's like, I work just as hard as anybody else. You know, you don't belittle somebody's just because of the title or what you think it is for you. After that, I never heard <laughs> any comments from this friend again, Good. you know, and, and I feel like I had to stand up for myself. And that's something that now, I, nowadays I feel like this is, I think it's just a bonus for people to see it as in, oh, you get to play hair and makeup. It's like, yeah, you get to be super creative. There's no boundaries, I feel, you know, when it comes to like being a hairdresser. I mean, it depends what kind of hairdresser you are, I guess. Um, 
but you get just get to you get to meet new people you get to talk to new people a lot of people get really upset because you know i i'm booked but i've created such amazing bonds with my clients where like i don't need to find sometimes new clients you know like i they book me so far in advance that i don't get to meet new people and i feel like once i do come back full time maybe i'll give that opportunity to new people but like i feel like that's when i reflect to mm-hmm. where i started because i remember doing your hair in my mom's kitchen <laughs> and i remember washing your hair in my mom's kitchen sink and I look back at those pictures and I'm like, Yerixa, what the heck were you thinking? But it wasn't bad It either. wasn't. It wasn't. Like but... for where you were at, it was good. Yeah. It was good. And, and I remember when I went into beauty school, I was like, I'm never cutting hair. Like, no, I'm never bleaching hair. Like, heck no. I'm just here for makeup. Mm-hmm. And I rarely do makeup now. Yeah. Um, and now I know more about like obviously product and, you know, better things. And I'm like, I can't believe Genesis let me do this. <laughs> I could have burned her hair out. We kept it neutral. Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. crazy color. Yeah. But I remember Becca, your sister too. Yeah. She was my my little, you know, guinea pig. guinea pig. And I look back and I'm like, y'all crazy. I would have not let you. <laughs> That's how much faith we had in you. Yeah. Like, I remember, I think we were 18. Like, you were probably like 19. Or yeah. I was 17. You were 18. Yeah. I don't remember. But... I remember so many people did speak down on what you were doing, yeah. that you were going to pursue cosmetology. I think coming from like Hispanic, Latin, yeah. Latino background, it's you need to do something like that has to do with school. Yeah. And that's hard because you're like, no, this is what I want to do. Like, this yeah. is what I'm good at. And but now it goes to show like how many years has it been? Yeah. Like you were mentioning Eight, nine. I feel like nine, nine years for sure. Um. Yeah. And I feel like I also felt the pressure of like being, you know, my old, I do have an older sister and I feel like with her, like she dropped out of high school. So I feel like the, the pressure was always on me. Like mm-hmm. once I graduated high school, I was like, oh, at least I graduated. Like, cool. Yeah. I, like I said, like my mom was like, just do something. Like, don't, don't just sit home and not do anything. And I was like, all right, mom, like, okay, yeah, let me figure it out. You know, and Luis always makes fun of me or like always, he's like, well, yeah, you don't know what it's like. Thankfully, like, honestly, like, I feel like I'm so happy that my mom let me pursue what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he makes fun of me of like the aspect that he's like, you don't know what it's like to work a nine to five. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I don't. I never had to work for anybody mm-hmm. like and nobody like that. Like no, no, like corporate office or business. Like, and I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes people be telling me like the laws and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, what? Like you get a 15 minute break. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> right. It's like, this is how it works. Yeah, you because go- well, for me, like I, it's never been like it's that. Never been like that. Like as a hairstylist, you're lucky if sometimes you get 15 minutes to do anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're eating while you're mixing color. Like it's just a go, 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 go. Obviously there's organized, like there's more organized stylists where, you know, they do have their lunches and, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like for me, it was always like, go, 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 especially before having kids. Like, I was just like working nonstop. Like I was like work, 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 work. Thankfully, like we, like we didn't have kids and so we had just gotten married. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're going to work, 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 work. And honestly, like it wasn't because like I was like trying to make all this money. It just, I felt amazing to like just work, like the ability to do all of that. So I remember I was the first one at the salon and sometimes I'd be the last one. And I'm like, it's okay. Like I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, now my, my schedule is definitely a lot different after kids. Like yeah. everything you're, you're, something in your brain just switches, you know, to where it's different. It's your priorities are different. Like, and especially like I had just opened up my business. So I was like, dude, what the heck? Like I can't slow down now. Thankfully I feel like pandemic 
happened. So it kind of slowed everybody it down. Forced you, like yeah. life. It just, it slowed life in general down. So I didn't feel like the push, like, mm-hmm. like you had a baby, you got to stop working so much, yeah. you know? Um, it just, I feel like life was just a lot slower. And in, even though we're still in pandemic, like I do feel like um, my priorities have changed completely after having kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, from like finding someone that you trust to take care of them, you know, I feel like mom guilt, it's so real, like being, being away from them. And then Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm not away from you because I'm like, don't want to be with you. I'm away Mm -hmm. from you because we got to make a living, you know? And I was just telling my, like, I talked to my clients about a lot, you know, like any conversation, I'm an open book. And I tell them, I'm like, sometimes I feel guilty because like on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I come in from like 3.30 to like 7.30. And one thing I've like told my brain was like, I will not not make it to bedtime. And my kids have a bedtime. So I was like, mm-hmm. I will not not make it a bedtime. Like, I don't care if I have just one client that day. I have to be home by a certain time because I'm, I'm putting my kids into bed. Mm-hmm. And like being here all day, mm-hmm. mom guilt 100%. Because you're yeah. like... You want to go home, mind you, you're tired from like working all day. Sometimes, you know, you have, you, you've had four or five different conversations with people. So like your mind and your heart, you're exhausted, take, you're, yeah. you're taking a law and you go home and it's like mom <laughs> mode. There's no way you exactly. can switch that off. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you know, I'm not the first, I'm not the only one, you know, like I tell myself, there's people that have to work so much Monday through Friday mm-hmm. and they have babies, they have little ones. You know, I was telling a client the other day, I was like, you just had a baby. Like, how are you going back to work? She's like, I have to. Like, living in California doesn't give you, like, the, the, luxury. the luxury of, yeah. like, not working. Yeah. And it sucks because, you know, they're babies, you know, and they should be able to have that extra time with us or whatever the case may be for people, you know. But for me, it was very, I was very, I felt very, like, privileged to be able to be home with Ava. Um as much as I did and still be with her. And, and, you know, I breastfed her. Mm-hmm. I feel like that had a huge change because with Max, it was like, I had to, I had to go back to work now, like three weeks in after I had Max, I was back at work. Yeah. And with Ava, it's like, I, I waited until this, as much as I could to yeah. go back to work. And like talking about mom guilt, like I'm sure, cause this is how I feel when I'm off. I like love what I'm doing when I'm mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing during the day. But then I'm like, but I feel bad that I'm away from yeah. Mia for so long. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure you're like, this is like, this is my passion. This is my career. And I love this, but you're also like, yeah. you're, you feel guilty about being away. Yeah. And I'm also, cause I was going to ask you like, how do you balance everything? And it sounds like you have like a schedule, but you stick to it too. Because so many people can make a schedule and not stick Mm -hmm. to it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like I have to, even if I didn't want to, like, I just, I have to stick to the schedule. Sometimes I find myself and I'm like, Yadixa, you're crazy. Because like a little, you know, a little bit about even last year, like 2021, you know, I feel like it was so besides being the business, you know, start trying to keep your clients so that you can make money make money for the business, make money for your house, like everything. Like I was going through a lot with both my kids. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's something that like nobody ever saw, but I, I, I just did it. Like there was so many doctor's appointments. There were so many therapies. There's so many specialists, so many things that I was doing. And I still had to show up to work and pretend mm-hmm. like, girl, I just had an amazing day, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, you do have your rougher days where you, you can't come into work or where, you let the clients know how you're feeling, you know, but for the most part, I feel like 
I, I, I just did it through with scheduling, with making sure that as long as they were okay and the clients were okay, like I was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like going back to mom guilt, like the mom guilt of like working so much and then you're home with them and then you're with them a hundred percent. And then what about you? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's where it also has be, had become like super hard last year because you were, I was giving, 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 giving to where I didn't realize like, girl, you got nothing for yourself. Like mm-hmm. nothing. Like I was like on empty for myself, you know, but you find the fullness for them. So you're just, I'm just like going, 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 going. But when it came down to me, it was like, I don't remember the last time I did this for myself. I don't remember the last time I had a thought to myself. I don't remember the last time I did anything for myself, Mm -hmm. but because I always felt so guilty, I felt guilty Mm -hmm. that if I'm not at work, I should be with them because if I'm not with them and I'm out having dinner or whatever, I'm a bad mom. But I, this year, or like, you know, even like late last year, like I, I had to put my step down and my foot down. I preach so much to these women that I do their hair. Like, Mm -hmm. girl, you got to put yourself first. Like you have to, you're here trying to make yourself beautiful. You're here trying to, you know, remember who you are as a woman, but I can't do that for myself. Like there was a problem there. Yeah. So how did, how did you start putting yourself first? I, 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 it even came down to like the simplest things like showering. Mm, Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't shower. I didn't shower. <laughs> um, I felt guilty if I took a longer a ten a longer than ten minutes to shower. Yeah. And I was like, no, like I'm gonna sit here. Well, not sit in the shower, you know. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stand here. If I'm gonna shave my legs, I'm gonna take my time. If I want to take a longer shower today, I will. That's how I started. Because I remember when I was like going through a lot of emotions, my shower was like my getaway to where I would go. And I know this sounds silly, but I, I was just crying there. Cry, yeah. cry, 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 cry. And I would like shower, but I'm like, I only have 10 minutes. Hurry up. Like, you only have 10 That's minutes. so wild. Like yeah. putting a limit to yeah. our like mental health. Yeah. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. But I, I'll never, I'll never ever forget that. And I remember one time I had like a, a mental breakdown in the shower mm-hmm. where I realized that something was wrong with me because I was showering and I was crying and I was crying and I walked out of that shower like nothing had happened. Like Louise didn't know that I had just had a, like I was, I'm not talking about like, like I had a legit, like, yeah, like I was like sobbing and I was like Mm -hmm. telling myself like, I can't take it anymore. You know, so I I don't even want to cry, but I, it's cause I I go back cause I don't like to think about those times cause it was really ugly. But it's like, it's, it's how you've learned to like love yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, to just giving yourself that time and that yeah. space to cry and oh, then yeah. even reflect back on it and be like, that was a hard time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. Are you feeling better now? Oh Is yeah. It- <laughs> I feel like now I'm such in a better place and I feel it. You know, sometimes people just say it mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. And I feel like I faked it for so long. Like I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But I had to go through like a lot of emotions and I, I'll never forget what was like my little breakthrough was I was going through so much and I felt like crap and I was crying all the time and my spouse didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I had to speak up about it. Like yeah. I had to like tell him, Hey, like, I know I look like I'm okay. And I know that I'm putting on a really good show, but like, I can't take it anymore mm-hmm. to where like, I, it's crazy. Like I remember telling him like, I don't want to be here anymore. 
Like I'd rather be gone because I don't feel good. But I think about my kids and I'm like, I could never do that to them ever. But that was me again, putting myself as a mom because mm-hmm. Yerixa didn't want to be here. Yerixa was like, girl, you got too much going on. You'd be better if you weren't here. Mm-hmm. But I have these two little humans that I keep fighting for, you know, and I, I felt like it's always going to be like that. Like I'm always going to fight for my kids, you know, and I, another way that I feel like I, I put myself first was, was just doing that, doing schedules to where like, okay, I'm going to be busy these days, but on this Thursday night, I am going to go get my nails done. Mm -hmm. I am going to go get a facial done. I am going to go get a pedicure done. I am going to go have brunch with my friends. Like it had to do with even date nights, you know, like, cause I, I, I know if I know if I'm going through, like, I can only imagine like my spouse too, you know, because I'm not the only, I'm not the only parent there. So I remember I'd be like, we need date nights. Cause I was not feeding into the marriage. I was yeah. just. Yeah. Like taking, taking care of yourself, making time for you. Like when we become parents, when we become mom, mm-hmm. that's the new, that's our new name. Mom. Yeah. yeah. Like our children do not know us before they were born. Yeah. Like they don't know the yaddy that was like who we were before we became yeah, moms. A hundred percent. And there's this like we're constantly in this like caretaker role where you got to a point where you felt like you couldn't reach out to anyone yeah. and not even like your spouse, not mm-hmm. even Luis. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's that's how much you were like taking on and putting pressure. Like I definitely feel like mom guilt pushes us to just do more and sometimes we like it's okay to like be like and you know what it breathe. is you know what it is too though a lot of it has to do with our culture mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah like yeah. i was looking at like you know now thank god for tiktok you know but you look at like different cultures and who said that we have to have the house clean 100 percent of the time mm-hmm. or that we're the ones who have to yeah do it? who said that i'm the one that has to be taking care of the kids 100 percent of the time Mm-hmm. who said all these like standards right in, in the culture and it's like no do what makes you happy do what you know what today i don't feel like doing my bed okay that's okay don't make it have it mm-hmm. no but that's okay i feel like setting boundaries like with you and your spouse mm-hmm. like okay one day you're gonna do this and i'm gonna do this that helps so much but you know, in, in the culture, you're always going to get, like, the critics. Like, girl, you have not even done this. Or you mm-hmm. haven't done, like, no, you know what? I've been working all day. That I don't, I, I didn't make time for that. Or, you know what? I didn't want to make time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like a lot of it has to do with the culture. Like, Yeah. And taking pressure off ourselves. Yeah. And there's always, like, I don't know. Like, I've only been doing it for a year. Like, you've been doing it for a lot longer. And you have two kids. Yeah. So there's always someone an older Hispanic lady that's going to say something mm-hmm. about what you're doing with your kids. And we almost like expect it. Cause I'm, I'm somewhere and I'm like waiting for someone to say something about how I'm handling yeah. Mia. And so it's hard. So like we put this pressure on ourselves yeah. to be perfect Yeah, and we can be perfect. Like what? No, a hundred percent. Like even little, yeah. And you even saying that like little things like going out to eat in public, you know, mm-hmm. um, Kids are kids. They're going to throw tantrums. They might not. They, one thing I've learned is that kids have the right to have bad days too. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like I've learned that a lot with Max is, is like, you know, sometimes when we go to a restaurant, it happened to me today. We went out to a restaurant. He was not throwing a tantrum, but he was not sitting still. He was wanting to roam around. He's a curious kid, you know, doing this, doing that. And it's the Hispanic thing to be like, sit down, yeah. sit down, 
sit down. And it's like, if he's not breaking something and if he's not throwing something at somebody, like he's fine. Like it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know? And I feel now I feel like, because I have a kid that's very curious, you know, I feel for women that do when they are in a restaurant and you look at, you know, when their kids throwing a tantrum or whatever, and you get the looks. Mm -hmm. I see that. I'm like, or if they're handling it a different way than you normally would. It's like, you know what? Everybody's out here learning how to survive it. Yeah, there's no guidebook. No, there isn't. We and think, every, we think every we have kid the is different yes. too. Like, every kid, sometimes, and I've learned this because, you know, with therapies, it's like when they do throw tantrums, we need to learn to sit there and also understand why are they having a tantrum. The kids, I mean, some kids can be brads, but the, sometimes the reality is they're going, like they're, they're going through something. They're going through an emotion that they cannot explain. Yeah, or they don't have the words to. Exactly. Or the, they don't know how yeah. to like. So you're telling them, it. yeah. So you're telling them like, shh, mm-hmm. sit down be quiet. It's like, you're not, you're not making it better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like I definitely have like become a different kind of parent to where like when I do see a kid throwing out a tantrum and the mom's like frustrated, you know, you just smile at them and give them yeah. the, like the look, you know, like, girl, it's okay. Like, yeah. You're good. Yeah. You're like, good. it's okay. <laughs> and it means so much. Yes, like, it I does. Know, like some people when I'm, when Mia's going out and about and just, just not, anyone not saying something or not giving me a look that's already like yeah. a win right? yeah. like, okay cool yeah. 100% because then you get that one look that it's like and it's like uh, excuse me <laughs> yes can I help you <laughs> oh my god like oh you're a perfect you're a perfect parent okay give me your guidebook yeah give it to me right now <laughs> um so so I kind of want to like backtrack a little bit okay um you mentioned that you I mean we were talking about how you people always had something to say about your career Mm -hmm. and that at one point you had to like shut them down Mm -hmm. for maybe for people who are like following a passion that's not um approved by Mm -hmm. society like what's advice you would give i i the best advice i feel like i can give anybody that wants to do something is go for it sometimes you're gonna look crazy to people and sometimes we're not gonna believe in your dreams and sometimes you're not gonna be successful the first time around but you got to keep doing it. Let me tell you, I've been a hairstylist for nine years and it took me almost two years to get my, my license, my cosmetology license. Mm-hmm. I remember I went about seven times to go get my license and I would fail it. So there's like a practical, now things are very different, but when I went, it was practical and there was a, a theory. I would pass the practical, but I would not pass the theory. And I'm like, dude, I'm not that dumb. Like what's going on? But the reality it was, I wasn't, I wasn't studying. That was the truth. Like, I just was not studying. I was trying to, like, jam it all into my brain in one night. Mm -hmm. So I I went seven times. And then finally, like, the last three times that I went, I did study. But I would still fail. So I'm like, all right. Like, something's up. So they give you a year. Once you you pass your practical, they give you about a year for you to um, pass your theory. If you don't pass it within that year, you have to take both, retest both both of the tests. So I arrived. My year ran up. So that last time, it was my first time doing both again. And that last time I remember, I was like, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to study. I'm going to read, like, I'm going to just do the best that I can. Like, I'm not going to give up because I was ready to give up. I was ready to throw in the towel. But I told myself, I cannot think back and say, did I give it my all? And know if I did not give it my all that I failed because I wasn't doing what I, what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So I remember I studied hard and I was on my way there. You know, you go super early in the morning. And I remember I was praying and I I told God, like, sometimes we want something in life 
and it's not meant for us. Not everything we want is life in life is good for us, you know, mm-hmm. even career wise. Sometimes it's just not, it's not for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that I prayed and I told God, this is the last time that I'm coming here. And if I'm not meant to do this for the rest of my life, I'm going to fail today. And I'm going to leave it that simple, God. And you, I'm going to let you do what you do. Like, I didn't want to just leave it on God's hands, you know? Like, I did what I had to do, like, the studying, the you know, all of that. I did it, but I also felt like I needed God's, like, guidance and being in there. And they're really mean there. You're taking a, a state test, so they're really mean. They don't have any empathy for you, like, nothing. So I went, and I was the third person called. And I was like, shoot. And they're not embarrassed to say, like, you passed, you failed in front of everybody. <laughs> so I was like, mind you, I already had gone through, like, the failures of every time. I'm like, you know, it's, it's disappointing. It's sad. So when I got up. Um, they're like, congratulations, can you please sign here? And you know, <gasps> you can't show emotion either. So you get your paper, you know, you're super excited. You walk your little happy self inside the elevator and you still can't show emotion because then you feel bad for the people that didn't pass, you know, and I knew what that felt like. Yeah. So, I mean, some people don't care. They'll just scream it. And I get it. It's a very exciting thing for you to get. Like, it's it's amazing. But I, because I had been on the opposite side so many times, I was like, nah, I'm just going to keep my little paper to myself. Um, you know, I got to the car and all I could do was cry. I, all I did was cry and Luis was just so proud of me and I didn't know what that felt like mm-hmm. like the 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 accomplishment the like your hard work came yes off. like I it just felt good so that that was just kind of like all right God like you're giving me the green light I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna go and I feel like I've been working since I you know thankfully God has opened so many doors for me uh, when it comes to to my business you know as soon as I graduated I was working at a makeup school as an instructor. I didn't look for the job. They looked for me. Amazing. When I reached out to my old boss, um, she, was, she wasn't even looking for an assistant. She just, I reached out to her and I, I literally was like, you are amazing, dude. Like, I would love to one day do hair like you. Like, mm-hmm. she was really good. I didn't even, I wasn't asking for a job. I was just complimenting her work. And she, she hit me up and she's like, are you looking for a job? Because I'm looking for an assistant. And this was before I got my license. So I was like, I don't have my license, but I would love to work for you. Mm-hmm. And she believed in me so much. And I feel like that's why I kept being pushed to like get my license. So once I got my license, I was like, I can work nicely. Like I can work um, very comfortably now mm-hmm. where I'm, you know, I don't have to worry about that piece of paper. And it is, and it's so like even wild to hear. Cause I, I remember that when this was happening, yeah. but like to, to think back now and like how busy you are and how you're running this business and to hear that as great as you are at your craft and your work, that at one point you had to fail and fail and fail over and over again, you know, like, so for, for the people who have to keep trying and are like desanimados, like unmotivated and they're like, this is not for me. There's, I feel like the most successful people are the ones who failed, the ones who made those mistakes and weren't perfect. A hundred percent. Like that is one thing that I'm learning is like, I am such a perfectionist and I'm like, all right, these podcast episodes are not perfect. And I kind of just have to, that's how you learn. Yeah. You have to practice it and then eventually you'll get better. Mm-hmm. Oh and I'm so, no, so awesome. yeah. And, and to anybody, you know, to anybody that has a dream that has 
you know, sometimes you don't have a dream, but you're super good at something or you're very passionate about something. And sometimes you don't know what the dream is or the vision is. Or the path. Yeah, like how find like I feel like thank God for internet now, but fine, like social media helps so much. Mm-hmm. Number one. I didn't have social media back then where it helped me, you know, but social media helps so much. Find something you love and you're passionate about and go for it. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what you do, you're never going to fit into like the, the the box that society wants you to be in anyways. You know, I feel like you can make so much money in a lot of things. Like all these influencers make money off like doing TikTok videos and like posting on Instagram. And I'm like, they're making hella money, you know, mm-hmm. and society doesn't think like, well, they're not doctors, but they're still making money. Mm-hmm. They're still like succeeding in life, you know, so do what you want to do and don't let anything or anybody hold you back from that. Yeah. And what's really coming up for me too, is I hear what you were saying, like even reaching out to your old boss and just complimenting her Yeah, and just saying like, just putting yourself out there in that way is that no one, like the only, like going back to my first episode, the only one that is stopping you is you. Like the only one telling you no is yourself. Yeah. And and let me just add a little uh, something because I I just, I'm I'm remembering like, I'm such an atrevida. So that's how I reached out to my first boss, you know, and I remember, so I'm, I'm my friend Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had done her makeup like occasionally here and there. And I was like, ah, like I'm, it's nothing to like commit it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when she started like doing like all these photo shoots and everything. And she started like to get a, a group of friends. Uh, not a group of friends. I'm sorry. Like her her like uh her like posse yeah her crew not posse i don't want i don't want to use that but like her team her, her team. team yes there, you go. there we go <laughs> I was That's like, what's the word so when she started getting her team you know i was really saddened because i was like this girl did not hit me up like what the heck mind you she had a manager she had everything so i was like am i not worthy of being on your team you know but i let it go i was like ah, and then something kept telling me in my head like you ask her like mm-hmm. you ask her why are you not part of her team and i was like nah yaddy how could you do that like no girl like how can you do that i did it i reached out to her and i said how come i'm not part of your team if you have a makeup artist friend and i do your makeup all the time like why am i not on your team and she's like girl we thought about you me and isabel that's her Mm -hmm. we thought about you and we wanted you to but i know you had a lot on your plate Mm. so the fact that i was reaching out to them was like them letting like Yes, we want you on the team. Yeah. We just didn't know if you like it was going to yes. be more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. Yes. So I'm very like daring. I'm very like when I see an opportunity, I want to mm-hmm. take it. So like, don't be afraid to take opportunities. Like in this business, you've also meet so many people, and, and like, you can also learn. Yes, yes. So mind you, like I was just like, I'm not gonna say they're a lot older, but they are. They're like ten years older or more mm-hmm. than me, and I've learned so much from them. So it's like, never be scared to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Cause you, you can be like, you can be the person that makes a difference. You can be the person that stands out. You can, you can learn so much from older people. Mm-hmm. You so much knowledge. You're never going to be like, don't limit yourself to the knowledge that, you know, because it, it, it number one knowledge, you can grow in it, you know, mm-hmm. and you can learn so much. And I think people want to hire people or have like, <clears throat> someone who is willing to learn and grow yeah. like someone that they can teach yeah. and it's okay to toot your own horn and be like no like I have the skill for this yeah. you know and going for it and the worst thing that can happen is they say no yes. to you which is gonna happen if you don't yes. even go for it yes 100%. it's already like 
you know, yeah. so it's not that much rejection. You're just mm-hmm. like putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that though. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't, I've never heard that story. Yeah. I didn't know you were the one who reached yeah. out. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy how like we, we limit our own selves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We limit ourselves. And yes, sometimes, like I said, you're going to put yourself in very uncomfortable situations, but you're either going to grow from it or you're going to learn, you know what? Maybe I should not do that anymore. Yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, and for me, thankfully, it's been an amazing opportunity that she's given me, you know, and, and, I feel like that has also helped my business. Um, but I just put myself out there and on my social media, I put my, I put it out there and, you know, and I, one thing I've learned as a stylist is not everybody's meant to be your client. There's going to be a, a stylist for every person. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I always tell myself when I opened up my studio, I always tell myself like, what is it that I want for people? I want to, I want to connect with people. I love talking to people and you take on so much. So you get, you connect with people, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, that's the importance of like what I do. I love connecting with people besides obviously like doing amazing hair. Um, I've learned, I've, I've grown to have amazing relationship with so many clients that I like, I know that if I hit them up and I like, even when pandemic hit and I didn't have money like to like for my bills or like, I didn't know how we were going to like survive. And I started doing these raffles and all my clients came through where they were like buying tickets. They were doing this, they were doing that. And I was like, dude, like they really came through. Mm -hmm. Like that's where I knew who the MVPs were. Yeah. And so many times I feel like we feel alone Mm -hmm. and you'll be amazed at the, um, the support system that or like the people that will show up for you. Yeah. And be there. Like how you said, like you, you also know, like it's been able to help you find like who are your clients yeah. and not every client is for you. Yeah. So like for people who like, what is advice you can give to start feeling confident about whatever skill or passion that you have? I think then I feel like you always have confidence. You're like, yes, I can do you it. Know, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use this. I feel like I hate this quote, but I love this quote. But you fake it till you make it. I knew you were going to say that. Like, like, you just, you got to, mm-hmm. confidence, sometimes it's not, not it's there. not there. Yeah. But you got to fake it. You got to show up. You got to make it. Dress the part. You dress the part. Do it. And so, like I said, obviously some days are going to be not like that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you fake it till you make it. And you, you find your, like, go out there and like, find your, find what's going to make you be it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to fake it, obviously, eventually it's going to catch up. up. Like, you have to, like, get there. Mm -hmm. And thankfully for me, like, shoot, I remember the first time I ever get it. I gave a haircut, dude. It took me two and a half hours to cut somebody's hair. I felt so bad for the lady. But I was like, I know how to cut hair. And I don't care if you're only paying $5. I know what I'm doing. I had no idea what the heck I was doing. (laughs) Now I cut hair in, like, five minutes. And I'm like, I'll never forget that it took me two and a half hours. I faked it till I make it. But I learned it, you know, mm-hmm. too. It's not like I'm going to fake it forever. I just, yeah. I learned. Um, so I feel like that's definitely something that I can, I can, I can share with people is like, you fake it till you make it, yeah. you know, and one day you're not going to have to fake it anymore. You're, you are going to be that boss, you know, girl, guy, you are going to be that, um, whatever that person wants to be mm-hmm. you know? in the career that you want. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, like even, even for you, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm like doing this it's probably like it was probably very hard for you to like think am i gonna do it like, yeah to put whatever people there, gonna think especially because i'm a people pleaser yeah. and i was like i want everyone to be okay with whatever yeah, yeah, every little but, word 
but you just, yeah. You, you started the podcast and you said, we're going to fake it till we make it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how it's going to go, but put your seatbelt on. Let's go on this ride. Yeah. And you know, it's even if it's even, even if let's just say, I know it will, but even if this doesn't work out, you tried it, you did it, you had fun with it. And then you I have, have no regrets. You had these talks with yourself that were much needed for maybe other people to hear. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you don't like, it doesn't get bigger or whatever the case may be. Like I said, I know it will, but, but you did it. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the important part. You set yourself to doing something. You did it. You pulled through onto the next thing, whatever that looks like for you, you know? And, and there's so much growth, like self growth that comes yeah. from challenging yourself. Yes. Like that's what I'm finding. Like there's so much that I'm learning about myself and I'm finding that confidence yeah. and I'm just like, this is hard yeah. and it's like scary to continuously put yourself out there. But then when you start proving yourself right and you're just like, but I'm doing it, I'm stepping into the shoes of the person that I want to be already. Yes. And I'm fake and I might be faking it, but one day I'm going to make it. Yeah. And yeah. there's there, you're going to find those people too, that believe in you, even if it's one person, yeah. they're going to be like, Hey, I see your potential. And like, Sometimes that's all we need. Yeah. So sometimes we feel like more. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. How, I, there's a term. There's like a saying. Like sometimes we feel like more is it, but yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. yeah. It's sometimes little... it's just that one person. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it's crazy because like we grew up in the church too. We grew mm -hmm. up in the church, and you know, we we hear this, you know, the talk about God, and you know, and they're like. Even if one person gets saved to hear today, it's yeah, worth it, you exactly, know? So exactly. it's like in, in your job, in mm -hmm. my job, like, yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. even if it's just one person that, that can hear me out, you know, and, or I can connect with, it's mm -hmm. worth it. Yeah. Being like, like acknowledging the little things, Yeah, those like little accomplishments, mm -hmm. those like, you know, being proud of yourself for just getting through that yeah. next day or just, you know, like if you just had one client, then that was one client yeah. in your seat. Yeah. As opposed to like none. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing like words of wisdom and stories <laughs> that I've never heard. Like I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I not know this? Or just being reminded that like, cause one day I want to, I want to own a business, you yes. know? And so just hearing you and how you're just like, you just hustle, but you have to have that structure and like setting boundaries and taking care of yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. Cause we can get so carried away especially when we want to do do so much for other people. Yeah, 100%. But I'm excited, you know. I I I'm I'm excited for what's yet to come, you know, cuz mm -hmm. I remember telling myself like hell no, I'm never owning anything. Mm -hmm. And here I am owning a free yeah. hair studio. And even though it's not like the biggest, but now I tell myself like okay, one day I'm going to own a hair salon. Like those are the goals for me, you know. Mm -hmm. I feel like when 9 years ago if you asked Daddy what she wanted to do, I just wanted to do hair. I, yeah. I didn't care about nothing else. I just want to do hair, make money. That's it. I was 20, 19, 20 years old. You know, that's your mentality is so different. Now I'm like, I want to have a salon. I want to get into education. Like I want to like, um, I want to start a YouTube channel um, to where I either sit down and, and have conversations with clients, you know, or have conversations with other stylists, you know, mm -hmm. just little things like that. Like I see myself doing it, but I also stop myself from doing it. Cause I'm like, girl, that you know how many YouTubers there are already? Like, do you really want to be another one? Mm. 
Well, what I don't know. I'm about to give you some advice now. <laughs> um, Go ahead, give it to me. I saw a TikTok and it it was saying before I started the podcast because I was like, what what do I have to share that other people aren't already sharing? And the thing is that your experience, like no one has lived your life. Mm-hmm. No one is like Yarixa Mesa from Huntington Park. You oh, know what I mean? Girl. Like there's so much that you, and I'm sure that there's like a lot of, like you have grown so much yeah. and people want to hear your story and your story is going to connect with, with people, yeah. you know, in some way. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. So there's, there's always something new that you're going to have to bring to the table yeah. that other people yeah. don't have. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see when this YouTube starts. So subscribe yeah. to the YouTube channel. So subscribe to the YouTube channel that's not even created, but subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you if they want to know more, see your, see your business? So I, on my Instagram, um, I have yours truly by Yadi. Um, I share a lot more than just hair. Like I should feel like I share a little bit of personal, um, you know, I feel like in the business industry, People always try to say like separate both, hmm. like separate your business and separate your your personal. But I feel like because I love to connect with people, let them know I got two kids. Let them know how cute they are. Let them know they went to the park today. Let the people know I'm on a date. People love yeah, that. Yeah, you're a human being. People love the cheese man. Doesn't matter yeah. where you're at. People love it, you know. So I feel like I, I that's why I have not created a second account because I was like, no, like I am, I am who I am. And it is what it is. Like, I'm not this, like, stylist that's going to pretend that she has it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, I share the bad. You know, I remember last year I shared that I was going through, like, really bad depression. And mm-hmm. that was, like, very vulnerable for me because mm-hmm. I don't like – I like sharing my feelings with certain people. But in my platform, I don't like sharing anything mm-hmm. like that because that's huge. Sometimes people don't share that because they mm-hmm. want to be professional. Yeah. But it's like, no, even professionals go through a lot of things, mm-hmm. a lot of things. And it's more relatable. Yeah. You know, like you're not just this superhero mom, like yeah. you are a superhero mom, but that comes with the yeah. hard stuff that yeah. comes with the ups and, and downs. And I feel like that's why I like to share so many of my things because like, I like people seeing like, oh shoot, like they think, oh, look, this is where she's at. But it's like, no, I've gone through so much to get where I am now. And I still go through so much and I want to be vulnerable with my, with my, with my followers because I feel like so many people go through so much and they feel like no one else is going to relate to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yeah. Like, trust me, people can relate. You just have to speak up. And sometimes it's like the little things that we try to throw like in, in under the, how do you say it? Under the, under the rug mm-hmm. that it's like, no, that matters too. Like one thing that people I feel like throw under the rug a lot is like mental health. Yeah. And it's like mental sure. health looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it's a process, yes, definitely. Everything. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a process. Yeah. Well, I know that whatever you do, it's going to be successful. Because you are a hustler. Badass mom. <laughs> that's right. I said the word ASS. <laughs> so where can people find you? What is um, your social media? Um, account? yours truly by Yadi. Okay. Okay. So and I do um like videos of Harris on TikTok. I'm I'm fairly new to TikTok. But that's where it's at too. So I'm like, I got to go to TikTok because, you know, I'm only getting older and I feel like I got to gravitate to where like everybody's going. So mm-hmm. I might be doing more TikTok. I want to do more content for people. Um, but yeah, that's yours truly by Yadi. And I think TikTok is just yours truly Yadi. Um, yeah, that's where you can get to see more of me. Yeah. Or book an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Text 
are at three, two, three. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for I having had me, so Jen. Much fun. No, me too. I love getting deep with you. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> me too. That was not a dirty joke. <laughs> That concludes this episode of Please Expand, where we talked about being a mom and trying to find balance in the crazy world of being a mom or being a parent, and also about pursuing our dreams, pursuing our passions, and what that might look like if it's not traditional. On the next episode, we will be talking about self-affirmations. I know I said that last time and I went off course, but Next week, we'll be talking about self-affirmations. But for now, thank you for listening and joining me on the healing journey. Please show your girl some love and subscribe to this podcast. Bye, friends.